at SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. So as you know, our Big Fat Juicy, the theme today has been what are, what do we see as medicine? What is medicine? Well, I have to say my medicine, <laughs> any opportunity, if I can get the chance to have a little nap, my life always feels so much better. So there is a Harvard study that has found that napping is genetic. Well, I don't really know that. I never saw that in my parents or maybe my one brother at one point. But nevertheless, on the line is Dr. Dale Ray, Director of the Sleep Science of Sleep Science and also a senior researcher at the University of Cape Town. Dr. Ray, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Okay, napping. Talk to us about it. Why is it important? It's biologically driven rather than saying, oh, I feel a bit tired, I have to have a nap. Yeah, it's actually a little bit of a minefield, and it's probably not quite as simple as what it's been put upon. Yeah. But um, there certainly are benefits to napping, which we can discuss in a little bit. But, um, I mean, I suppose the first premise is to really understand that uh, the first port of call is to make sure that your nighttime sleep is intact. So I always say that people need a napping license. So <laughs> if you... <laughs> are doing everything in your power to get the best possible sleep that you can at night time, um, but you are still exhausted in the daytime. And this really looks for people who are shift workers, who are ill, who are new people, um, new parents, of course, and sometimes even um, um, athletes. They just can't get the sleep that they need at night time. So then they permitted a nap license in the daytime. But if you've got a person... You're saying that like someone like myself who gets a good night's sleep generally, um, mm-hmm. is not is not allowed to nap. <laughs> not, not allowed to nap. But you should be asking the question, why am I needing to nap? Why yeah. is it that what's happening at nighttime isn't sufficient? That's, and, and I think that's a slightly different way of looking at it. You know, um, when it comes to that little Sunday afternoon nap, sort of people's guilty pleasure, it's a bit like saying, no, you can't have a chocolate. Of course you can have a chocolate. You can't just have a chocolate every day. So, so what what does have. what does why do some people nap? What is the what I mean you're talking about you know I mean I'm asking the big why I mean it could be that I'm not taking enough vitamins it could be mm-hmm. that I think I'm sleeping at night but I'm not sleeping at night mm-hmm. it could be that I'm deeply depressed and so any opportunity yeah. I can get to sleep maybe I'm Absolutely. not eating the right food what are the reasons that you would give for people who are napping So almost always it's you're paying back sleep debt Um, in probably 95% of the cases. And in fact, in the Harvard study that you referred to, you're quite right that they did find genetic associations between people who napped um, compared to those who didn't. So certain areas of the human genome were linked with with napping. But when they actually looked at it further, they noted that when they tried to explain why it was that the the genetically... um, Time nappers were napping, they noticed that either they had a longer sleep need, and that, yeah. that in itself is genetically driven, so that means that they just can't possibly get enough at night time, or their sleep quality is worse at night time, so they're again paying back sleep debt, owing to poor sleep at night time, or they had very early wake-up times, um, and that is often work-related, um, sometimes shift work-related and sometimes commute-related. And again, that speaks to paying back um, sleep debt. 
Yeah. So now if we look at uh, sleep debt in that kind of a way, then one of the implications is that you are maybe not getting enough sleep at night. Now, there are some people, and I'm always astounded by those people, who can live off three to four hours a night. And they seem to, it seems to have absolutely no effect on them at all. What are the amount of hours that one is meant to get? Or is that not necessarily, is it uh, an individual uh, experience? It is absolutely an individual experience, but having said that, there are guidelines, and so the recommendations are that the, the average adult would need seven to nine hours of sleep per night, and that's for optimal physical and mental health. However, the guidelines are relatively flexible in that they say that for some people, six hours is sufficient, and for others, ten is necessary. But the, the research strongly shows that those that sleep consistently less than six or more than ten are more likely to die sooner Ooh. and more likely to suffer from mental health um, issues and more likely to develop um, heart disease, for example. And so you might look at the three or four hour sleeper and think, how is it that nothing happens to this person? And I can tell you that that is a one in a million case. Yeah. I mean, I'm always wondering how people do that. I'm like, I'm profoundly amazed by it. Um, Dr. Ray, you you talk about that if you have enough sleep. So you say between seven and nine hours. Now, I might think that I'm getting seven to nine hours sleep, but I might be not getting REM sleep, rapid eye movement or whatever mm-hmm. they call it. But I also may be waking up in the middle of the night, uh, and certainly I know for myself, I wake up in the middle of the night and then I have to listen to the radio for an hour or half an hour, which is how <laughs> I get to know what's going on in the world. Yeah. But, but it is a problem. So yeah. what Absolutely. is that about? So th- that's, I'm so glad you've mentioned this because there are actually two parts that have come up here. The first thing relates to sleep quality, and I personally think sleep quality, so that's how um, consistent and um, sort of, I want to say thorough your sleep is. So do you get to all the right sleep stages that you need? Do you get woken up or not? That's probably more important than sleep duration. Um, So one would take shorter sleep, which is of good quality, any night over longer sleep, which is poor quality, hands down. Yeah. Um, And you're quite right. The stages of sleep that you go through are important. We need a certain amount of um, REM sleep. A quarter of our night should be in REM sleep. A fifth of our night should be in deep sleep. Deep sleep is when we do our physical repair and recovery and some of our memory um, is enhanced in. And REM sleep is also important for, for memory, but also really important for our emotional well-being. And so not getting enough of either of one of those types of sleep can leave your sleep incredibly non-restorative and unrefreshing. And then what oh. you referred to, that sort of waking in the middle of the night, that's a classic sort of in, uh, sleep maintenance type insomnia type pattern. And it is therefore no wonder when you're doing that that you're needing to have a nap in the daytime. So that immediately speaks to to less good quality nocturnal sleep. In closing, Dr. Ray, if you had to say to someone, this is how you get good sleep, what would be a simple, simple bit of advice? <laughs> That's, it's so difficult because for people who sleep well, it's easy. And you can't understand what all the fuss is about. And for people who find sleep difficult, it's an absolute minefield. But really to do the basics correctly. So do nothing in the daytime that is going to impair your nighttime sleep. So if you're sensitive to stimulants or caffeine, then be careful of when you use those. Mm. If you find that certain feel, foods interfere with your sleep, well then avoid those. Um, if you need exercise to help you sleep, make sure that you've got that right. And probably one of the biggest things that is impairing people's sleep is stress and anxiety and worry. 
And so dealing with the things in the daytime that are likely to surface in the night and keep your mind busy and ruminating, it's really, really important to allow yourself the freedom to have um, an an, an easy and um, uh, well-rested sleep. Dr. Delray, Director of Sleep Science and Senior Researcher at the University of Cape Town. There we go. If you're napping, well, maybe you don't need to nap and have a good look then at your evening sleep between 7 and 9. Are you the kind of person who wakes up like me in the middle of the night? Uh, someone just sends a message saying, wow, Michelle, I woke up this morning feeling rather down. But listening to young Joanne and her amazing, brave determination has blown me away and sorted me out. She truly deserves more media exposure to inspire other visually impaired young people. What a beautiful and modest young lady. Well, she certainly is a, an amazing young lady and doing amazing things, inspirational as well. It's 8.32. Zai, did you sleep last night? <laughs> sleep? What is that? <laughs> I can do without it. I can take three hours. Oh, never. All right. What's going on?